0: bibles if you would the book of luke chapter 10 luke chapter 10 Um, you know i think one of the things that the people in the world are really looking for and people who call themselves christians is authenticity to be authentic um People talk about being Christians. They have their symbols on their cars, and they have their T-shirts with scriptures and things like that. But you know what people are really looking for? They're looking for someone who's not just talking the talk, but they're walking the walk. Amen. Amen. And and, uh, and and I think I think we uh, are we hinder the the gospel by not. Being obedient to the Word of God in our walk, uh, we we know what we ought to do, but we 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 stop and we, we stop short. And there's different reasons for that. We're going to talk about that tonight. Uh, I've entitled this tonight: "Taken Our Faith Beyond Words to Action," uh, taking our faith beyond words and putting it to work. I think uh, uh, we you know we're we're all sinners saved by grace and. And our church is not uh, uh, supposed to be a sanctuary for saints, but it's it's supposed to be a hospital for sinners. It's supposed Amen. to be a place where where sinners can come and 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 uh, and hear the truth and, and come to the Lord. And and uh, sometimes we 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 get the idea, you know, and we wrestled with this quite a bit in Romania where. Uh, people would be so far deep in sin they didn't feel like they were worthy uh, to come to church Uh, like they had to accomplish a certain level of of, uh, obedience to God before they can be qualified to even come to church and it took some time to get that thinking out of them and, and even amongst those who were saved uh, they were critical with one another. Well, you know, they talk about one another. Well, you know what they did this past week? And they're going to come to church? And I said, yeah, well, you know, uh, where else are they going to get help? I, I mean, if they don't come to church, where in the world are they going to find help uh, to to make their, to get their life right the way it ought to be? And And, uh, and we need to make sure we stay focused on that and and don't be so critical when we find out someone uh, in the congregation is doing something that's, that that you, you just wouldn't do. You think is is wrong? Don't, uh, listen, we're not we're not uh, uh, we're not anybody's judge. You know we we have we have our own issues, and you know sin is sin, and we're not going to whitewash it. Uh, but your sin is just as bad as theirs. Uh, it may be that your sin might be different than theirs but but your sin is still sin and, and and we need to remember that we're all sinners saved by grace I, I want I want to be and I, and I know you want to be in, in your heart authentic I, I really think that you want that uh, I think that that's what people are looking for in 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 church is authentic Christians uh, what that what what I mean by it uh, that is is taking our faith beyond words to action words are wonderful but people need to uh see our faith in action that's that's what they really look for they look to to, for us to to not say that we're christians but to act like we're christians we we need to uh we need to uh present ourselves as as christians that are, are 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 truly authentic and in uh, uh, Luke chapter 10, and we alluded to this particular story uh, this morning, and it, it seems to have come up quite a bit in my studies here recently, this particular story, I, I can't remember of a time that, that I've really uh, studied this passage of scripture or preached on this passage of scripture. I, I remember as a child uh, remembering different Sunday school lessons about it, and always gave cute uh, stories for the, t- for the kids concerning this story uh, but I'd like us to look at this story of the good Samaritans Some, me, many of us have learned to, to, to identify this story by uh, look with me starting with verse number 25 Luke chapter 10 starting at verse 25 it says and behold a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him saying master what shall I do to inherit eternal life and he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this, this do, uh, and, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, notice that, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, A, a certain man went down uh, from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine and setting him on his own beast and brought him uh, to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou that was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves and he said he that showeth mercy on him then said jesus unto him go and do likewise let us pray dear lord thank you for this day thank you lord for this word And, dear lord i just pray that you would help us to have the the mentality of, of being the kind of servant that you would want us to be dear lord and and to overcome the battles we faced in, in different situations that we face in our life, dear Lord, and, and our service to you. I, dear Lord, I just pray that you help us to be victors and, uh, of, of those battles and help us to um, to to be what you would want us to be uh, as you call us and as you lead us to uh, through this life, dear Lord. I just pray you just bless the reading and the, the preaching of this message. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Bible says uh, there was a lawyer mentioned here, and and I want you to understand when they use the term lawyer here, they're not talking about a lawyer as we refer to lawyers today, someone who... Who stands before you when you face a trial? He was—he was someone who was. Uh, some places it's referred to as a scribe, someone who was in the Word of God. He was—he understood the Word of God. He taught the Word of God. He—he was—he understood the Law of Moses. He was considered a professional in the Law of Moses, and so he—he was—he comes to to Jesus, and, and and we find his motives were not not very pure. It says in verse number twenty-five, it says, and certain lawyer stood up and tempted him he tested he was putting a test to Jesus and Jesus knows uh, whenever someone had come up with these uh, uh, different testing and trials and uh, Jesus faced this commonly uh, in in his ministry the Pharisees were constantly trying to test him here we find this lawyer he's trying to test him his motives were impure Uh, he should have come to the correct correct, uh, conclusion that he couldn't keep the law. Being someone who was well versed in the law, he should have known that that man can't keep the law. There's, you know, it was made, it was written to show us that that we're inadequate uh, to to keep the laws, and we need help. We we uh, uh, we. There's no way we can keep the uh, the, the the law. Um, he should have told him the answer. But he says, I, I, I can't love the Lord my God with all my heart. In verse number uh, 27, uh, uh, he, 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 we, we know that, that it's hard to love God with all of our heart. We, we say we do, but our, our actions, how do we prove our love? Uh, you know, if, if Jesus said, if, if you love me, you keep uh, my commandments. And, and how often do we fail him? In keeping his commandments and so you know really that's a reflection of our love towards him and so we we know that we have struggles uh and 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 even our love for the for the lord and 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 it, he should have known this uh, but he didn't come uh, to that conclusion because uh, verse number 29 says he wanted to justify himself and, and uh, uh, you can't justify yourself you can't uh, save yourself you can't Prove to anyone that that uh, that you're okay. Uh, Jesus wasn't saying that if he did these things, he would be saved. He was trying to point out that no one can keep the law. Uh, no one can keep the law. In Romans 3, verses 19 and 20, it says, now, now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. And then verse 20, it says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. The law uh, always points to the fact that we are sinners and we cannot satisfy the law. We cannot do all the things of the law. And, and we need help. The law brings a person to the realization that he can't do it. That he needs help. And, and here this, um, this lawyer, I'm not sure he, he got that message. Uh, I'm guilty before God and need someone to help me is what what the, the law is supposed to do that someone is Jesus listen we're we're never going to be uh, what we ought to be before God uh, until we have the uh, the forgiveness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and him in our in our heart Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan he he tells the story and and some people refer to it as a parable uh, I happen to believe it was an actual event that happened because he said a certain man he he mentioned specific places Jerusalem and Jericho um, uh, the, my center reference calls it a calls it a parable but I happen to believe Jesus was telling a real story of something that actually happened uh, it wasn't uh, just a story that just uh could have happened it I believe it actually did um, he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, the Samaritan had to overcome some battles. Uh, but, but he is the only one in the story that is authentic. Uh, he, he was authentic. The priest didn't do anything to help. The, the Levite didn't do anything to help. But the Samaritan sees the situation and does something about it. Uh, he, he does something about it. We see the authenticity of this man. Uh, but he had to overcome some battles in order to do what he did on this road, on this story. He, there were some battles, and, and we're going to talk about those tonight. There were three battles that he had to face. And if we're going to be authentic, we too will have these battles, these, these things that may keep us from doing really what we ought to do. The first thing I want us to see, there was the battle of fear. A battle of fear. You, you, you ask the question, will you take a stand? Will you take a stand when you have an opportunity to do something for the Lord? Uh, so let's take a look at the setting. We have Jerusalem, as mentioned. It's about 17 miles from Jericho. Jerusalem is a, uh, at a higher elevation, about 3,000 feet higher in elevation than Jericho. And to travel that 17 miles, you're descending by 3,000 feet. And, and the road there, uh, they've got a nice highway going through there right now. Uh, and, but I would imagine during that time, uh, there was a windy road. If you've been out in the mountains very much at all, you know, when the road goes across mountains and it has big inclines, it goes a lot of back and forth, trying to trying to make it as, as not as steep of a, a climb as possible. And, and all through them down that mountain, there would have been areas where thieves could have staked out a spot and and surprised a passerby. Uh, there could have been many spots uh, along the way. In fact, it, it was it was considered uh, the the bloody road. Because there were so many thieves, bands of thieves that would attack during this time uh, down, this, down this windy road. Uh, these men, as they approached this man uh, that was half dead, uh, they, they had to be thinking uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of thieves around here somewhere. I mean, when they saw this man all bloodied and and, and naked there in the road, they, they had to be thinking: I wonder where the robbers are. How close are they? Are they? Go- am I going to be next? I, you know, is is, is is am I going to be attacked as well as this man? Am I in danger? Uh, they had some. This man had some fears uh, to overcome. Um, the first two probably were thinking, I, I don't want to get involved. Uh, uh, I, I may get robbed like he was, and I, I'm, just not, I'm just going to get out of here. Uh, they looked around. They seen the situation, and they didn't want to be uh, 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 like him, and they, they were afraid. And so all of them faced that fear. Listen, if you're going to make a difference in your life, you're going to have to face the, uh, the battle of fear. Uh, you know, fear keeps us from doing a lot of God's work fear stopped stops us from doing things and getting involved in things uh that that really uh, needs to be done the fear of the unknown I, i don't know how the people are going to receive me i don't know if they'll listen i don't know if they'll respond the fear of being unsure that we can do it uh Uh, the uncertainty of 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 that there's there's some fear involved fear usually appears in the form of self-doubt uh uh, lack of confidence in yourself uh uh, fear uh it 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 manifests itself in many different ways you might say i i don't know if i can teach a class or not i'm I'm afraid you know i might say something wrong Uh, uh, i, I don 't know if I can work with kids i don't i don 't know how i would how they would respond i 'm afraid you know i i, I don 't know if I can witness what you know i i, I just don't know i 'm afraid uh, and we have these fears that they 're real and, and, and if we 're going to to uh to be what God wants us to do, we have to face those battles we have to face those battles do you, uh, do you know why most Christians don't share their faith? They're afraid. They're afraid that they, they, they don't want to share, share their faith because they're, they're afraid of what the response. They're afraid they don't know have the right words to say. They, they're afraid of a lot of things. Um, and, and, and you've got to win the wind uh, of the battle of fear. Uh, you've got to take a stand. This, this Samaritan, he took a stand. He got involved. He, he, he got involved. Uh, if, you, if you're in this situation, I want to encourage you to take a stand, to stir up the gift that is in you to overcome your fear to serve the Lord. Uh, we all have fears. I, uh, uh, in, in 2 Timothy chapter, uh, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, says, Wherefore, Paul speaking to young Timothy, trying to encourage him, it says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hand. Now, now, now look at verse number 7. And, and I really hope that you guys will latch onto this verse and, and claim it. It says, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen, this fear that we have is not of God. It's not of God. It's real fear. It's real. It 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 it, it, uh, it it's real, and, and, and it can we it can affect us, and it can hinder us, and stop us from doing the, the work that we ought to do. Uh, but but uh, but it's not from God, and we need to understand that we have to overcome these things. We must claim that promise and win the battle with fear if we want to be authentic. Uh, we may all only be the only one out there that's willing to take a stand, but. We must be that one. We need to be that one. Don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed. Courage, listen, uh, we talk a lot about courage, but you know what I've noticed about courage, what I've learned? Courage is not what you do when you feel confident and adequate. Courage is what you find when you feel least confident and least adequate. That's what courage is. Uh, and and we, need, we, need to, we need to have that. We need to overcome the battle of fear. We need to face our fear and take a stand for God. Another thing we need to uh, battle that battle with that we may face is the battle with comfort. And, and will, will you step out of your comfort zone? Will we step out of, of what, we're, what we're comfortable doing? Uh, we must be willing to try things we've never done before. I mean, think about what you do for the Lord now, and think about where you were maybe ten years ago. Can you imagine uh, being able to do what you do right now for the Lord ten years ago? Some of you've been serving the Lord for a long time. Maybe, maybe farther back, you'd have to imagine. Uh, but uh, you know, we we have overcome some some obstacles and some some issues in the past. Uh, but but we, we need to continue uh, to step out of our comfort zone. We must be willing to try things we've never done before. Um, I'll, I'll never forget that devotion that I gave at Indian River City when I was about 16, 15, 16 years old at the State Youth Assembly. Uh, I, w- I will never forget that as long as it was, you know... Nice, big place. Y'all been there, I imagine, for different meetings. And I, I was sitting. there was probably 400 kids there. And somebody tapped me to give a devotion. And I, I wasn't a preacher. I wasn't prepared. I was petrified. I can literally remember holding on to that pulpit, trying to steady my legs. I, I've never been this afraid, afraid of, in my life. I could not keep my legs from shaking; they were trembling. I was terrified. I made it through it. I have no idea what I said, uh, but I made it through it. Uh, you know, it, it, I I was out of my comfort zone. I I did not feel like I needed to be where I was. I was I was definitely out of my comfort zone. Um, in in verse number thirty one, it says, "By chance, there came." down a certain priest by the way uh and when he saw him he passed by on the other side some some of us suggested that he being a priest thought he was uh he, him thinking he was dead he couldn't defile himself and get involved and so he crossed on the other side and went on his way he couldn't step out of his comfort zone he had he had to keep moving and then there was the levite in verse 32 and likewise the Levite when he came, was at the place came and looked on him and passed on the other side uh, being a Levite he was probably going to serve in the temple and he just passed on by and, and didn't, didn't offer any kind of help and, and just kept on going but then we get to the Samaritan in verse 33 the first part it says but the Samaritan as he journeyed uh, came where he was he, he didn't just pass by on the other side he came up close there, there was a man in the road, uh, he stripped of his clothes, half dead, and he came over. He got close. He had to get out of his comfort zone to do that. He, it, it was not normal. He had to get out, get out of his comfort zone. Um, I remember as I was studying this, um, uh, an incident that happened in my first trips to Romania... Uh, understand Romania is is a different culture than we have here it's completely different and back back in the late 90s when I was making several trips I I started get comfortable there I took about four trips before we moved there and so and some of the trips were like three months long and I began to get comfortable there and uh I would venture out by myself um you know and uh I remember going to a bus stop there in in the city of Odepin where the airport is and it was a big bus stop, it's the main bus stop, and as I had to cross this highway and I went over there to the bus stop and I noticed at the bus stop there was a man laying partly into the road, passed out. Obviously he he had been drunk and he passed out and his pants were down to his knees. He was completely exposed from his waist down to his knees, and you know I'd never seen anything like that before, uh, and and I really didn't know what to think. I was in shock, uh, and you know, and, and you know I think you know, um, you know I I don't know that I could be like that Samaritan was and, and deal with with what he found. Uh, I, I don't I you know if that was a test for me, I tell you I failed that one. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do. If I'd have woke him up, he, I wouldn't have been able to communicate with him. Um, and you know, he, if he woke up and he found his pants, you know, his privates uncovered, and some guy over top of him, ain't no telling. Ain't no telling what kind of response he did. You know, it was it was bad. Uh, I, I really didn't know what to do. You know, and and you know it's. It, I was definitely outside of my comfort zone of knowing what to do. Um, and so, you know, when he saw him, the Bible says he had compassion on him. He had compassion on him. Uh, most commentators believe uh, the man that was beaten was a Jew. And, and, and so another reason for this Samaritan to go out of his comfort zone was the hatred they had for one another. Uh, Samaritans and Jews didn't get along. Uh, they, they, they didn't get along. They hated one another. Um, there's another story of a Samaritan, sometimes referred to as the bad Samaritan, over in John chapter 4. Jesus talking to the Samaritan woman. Um, It was another situation that was outside of the comfort zone, outside of the norm, the customs. Um, First of all, Jesus talked to a woman, and that wasn't done. Uh, A man talking to a woman in in a public place just wasn't done. Uh, And secondly, she was a Samaritan. And John records some of the some of the tensions between the Samaritans and the, and the Jews there. in John four nine it says, "Then then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans." And, and so uh this Samaritan uh, was going against his com- culture in helping this Jewish man that was that had been beaten and there on the road you know we 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 all uh, must retreat sometime and relax and and get into our comfortable spot. I tried to find one this afternoon for a short period of time to to unwind to be refreshed maybe maybe take a nap uh we, we all must do that from time to time. The problem is we go there and set up camp. We, we, we get so comfortable and we have our favorite spot, we don't want to move. We don't want to become uncomfortable and do things that, that stretches our comfort. Uh, we never want to leave our comfort zone. The reason why people don't serve the way God leads them is because they say, listen, this is it. This is all I'm going to do. I feel comfortable doing what I'm doing, so don't ask me to do more. We don't actually say that, but we think it. We feel it. I'm I'm already doing something, and and I'm, I'm, I'm okay doing that. I'm comfortable doing that. Don't rock the boat. Isn't that what we think? We're comfortable and we're afraid to fight the battle of comfort in our service to the Lord. I'm going to do my thing and I'll see you next Sunday, preacher. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to sing even though God has given me a nice voice. I'm not going to teach because I need to learn more myself. You You know what I've learned about teaching? And we're going to be discussing teachers and people are going to be maybe approached and talked about those who are teaching how how they feel and and maybe there's someone that would have an interest in in teaching and and maybe you have felt the same way you know i i you know I, i really don't feel qualified to teach i feel like i need to be a student for a while you know what i've noticed about teaching that i have learned more as a teacher than i ever did as a student uh yeah you need to have a certain level of understanding but in studying and preparing a lesson do you realize how much you learn uh in, in preparing for a lesson uh you learn tremendously by being a teacher those who teach know what i'm talking about uh you, you learn tremendously uh by preparing and studying uh to teach and uh um, uh, we 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 need to, to 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 try to face the battle of comfort. Uh, Luke chapter nine and verse twenty three. It says, "And he said unto them all, If if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Here it is. He must get out of his comfort zone, deny himself, and take up his cross daily and follow me, uh, preacher." I, I'm able to do this and feel comfortable doing it, but don't ask me to do that job. We get comfortable, don't we? We get comfortable. We're okay. Verse number 24 of uh, 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 Luke chapter 9, it says, For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. You, you know, when you step out of your comfort zone is when you really start living for Jesus. Jesus. Being more than you think you can do. Doing things that, you know, look what Jesus started with. A bunch of people that knew how to throw a, throw a net over the, over the side of the boat and pull it into shore whenever they caught fish. That's what he started with. That's, that's the kind of talent he was working with. And, 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 that, and that's what, you know, he grew into a, a Peter that would preach one day and 3,000 souls would get saved. Listen, don't be comfortable with where you're at and what you're doing. Be willing to, to get out of your comfort zone. We, we need to win the battle of fear, and we need to win the battle of comfort. And lastly, I want to say, we need to win the battle of apathy, of apathy. When you get involved, um, you would have thought the priest would have cared. You, you would have thought a man in his position he would have cared. He would have cared about the the well being of this person. He, he he's kind of in a position of being the mediator between uh, God and man, and and he should care. There should be art there. Uh, the Levite worked at the temple, very religious people, but it was a Samaritan that won the battle of apathy and got involved. Verses uh, thirty three through thirty five of our text that says when he saw him he had compassion on him it's not enough to just have compassion but his compassion turned to action it turned to action he went to him and bound up his wounds pouring oil and wine the the medicine of that day and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him and on the morrow, he departed. He took out two pence. Some, some people say that two pence of that day was was equivalent to two days wages of, his, of, his, of, of a person's wage of that day and time. Can you imagine him sacrificing two days' pay for someone he didn't know? He gave it to them, to the host, and said to them, take care of him. And and whatever thou spendest more, when I come again, I'll repay thee. He got involved and did something. He did something. Remember the lawyer? He wanted to make it complex and ask, who is my neighbor? He tried to make it complex and philosophical, but Jesus made it simple and practical. Jesus moved the whole issue from duty to love, from, from debating to doing Sometimes we try to make it complicated by setting up a committee to do the research, you know. We we try to make it complex. We just need to do it. Get out there and get our hands dirty and help folks. You know, the only way we're going to be authentic is when we take our faith and put it into action. We're going to be authentic. Let's put our faith into action. Uh, that's what, that's what's going to help people see who is authentic. James talks about that in James chapter 2 and verse number 18. The last part says, show me thy faith without thy works, and I'll show you uh, the, my faith by my works. W- will you get involved? Will you get involved? There's, there's a lot of people out there right now that's hurting. And I know a lot of times they, they bring the hurt on themselves, but regardless their hurt is real and, and um, you know as I was preparing this message I got a phone call from a family that had a need um, I, I, I have some information on them, the address and everything um, you know they, they, they needed some help for the electric bill it was, it was about to be cut off and kids in the family and uh, one that was off, off. However, you say that word. They told me the 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 information, and uh, I didn't have means to, you know, get any money from the church to take care of it. But I took the information, and I called, and and.